Amen. You may be seated. I am Danielle Kilgore, and I am one of the pastors on staff here, and I have the pleasure of coming before you this morning. This is our last Sunday where we will be in the Summer in the Psalms series. And last week, Pastor Ben asked us to think about what's your favorite thing about the summer. And that made me think about what I loved about the summer. And when I think about summer, I think about music and movies because I love music and I love movies. And summer reminds me of concerts and late night movie dates with my husband. It seems like all the good music comes out in the summer. I'm, I'm from Atlanta, and one of the things that my husband and I used to love to participate in is called Wind Down Wednesdays. It used to happen downtown Atlanta in Centennial Park. And we would go, and they would have live music from local artists, some artists that were um, well-known would be there as well. But we would participate. We'd take our blankets, and we'd eat food, and we would just listen and enjoy music. That was one of the benefits of being in the summer. And then movies. I am a major sci-fi movie fan. I love Marvel films. Avenge, I don't know, it, you, wouldn't, you would look at me and be like, really? But yes, <laughs> I, I love watching sci-fi movies. And it seems like all the good sci-fi movies come out in the summer. And so down the street from our house, we used to go to this movie theater, and they would have on Thursdays $5 movies after 5. So after five, see, that's the benefit of being in the South, everything cheap. So <laughs> everything we would go to, we would go every Thursday after five, and we would pay $5 to watch a movie. And that made me start thinking about, oh my gosh, I love movies, I love music. But one of my favorite things about movie and music is award shows. Oh my gosh, I love watching award shows. My husband and I would sit and we would get all our stuff and we would think about who's going to get nominated, who should win. Don't judge us, we would sometimes make bets. And then <laughs> we would, who do you think is going to win or whatever? Bet candy and cake. No, not money. But we would have so much fun because you would think about all of the different um, performances that would happen at the award shows. Those that are good, oh, sorry. Those that are good, those that are bad the outfits and the fashion that they would come out, some that, oh my gosh, she blew it. <laughs> Looks like she got dressed in the dark. But, so you would think like, oh my God, what is that? But then some would be like, wow, one day I'm going to wear that dress. I don't know where, but I'm gonna wear it. And then the host, oh my God, my favorite host would probably be um, like Kevin Hart or Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is probably most my favorite comedian of all. I love his humor. And you would just think about all of those things. But one of the things that I loved about award shows was um, <laughs> our acceptance speeches. You never know what someone's going to say. They say the, the most interesting things. Now you would think, you know, you've been nominated for this award, so you would prepare. You know, you have weeks to prepare or a few days or, hey, write a speech on your way there on the plane as you're coming. And maybe they do, but sometimes when they get up there, it's like they forget. Some would laugh, some cry, some don't know what to say. I remember watching one award show and the girl just kept saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then the music started playing and it's, you lost your time. <laughs> so, 
It's like, what are, what are you doing? And so I just love watching war. So matter of fact, let's take a look. I claim the victory in the name of the Lord. Let's go, right? I'm so excited. Like that, when I listen to acceptance speeches, oh man, it makes me so excited because you think about it. It takes so many moving parts to create a, an Academy Award winning film. It takes so many resources and so many people to create a Grammy winning album. So many people, so many gifts, so many challenges, resources. It takes so much to get to that moment where you are being acknowledged in front of your peers for being number one. You did it. And you didn't just do it, you did it above everyone else. But I always get really excited, like I'm like anticipating in my seat as I'm watching, when someone remembers to thank God. When they choose, before all, before their family, before their friends, before their directors, their producers, their managers, their fans, the first thing they say is, I just want to thank God. Because you think about it, everyone doesn't do it. But why is that? Which leads me to my sermon topic, which is our response to God's goodness. Our response to God's goodness. Psalm 34 offers a template or a wiki how <laughs> on how to do this, right? Because when we get awarded or we get acknowledged for our hard work and our sacrifices, it feels good. Like who doesn't like to be acknowledged for doing a great job, doing a good work? But when you think about it, so does God. God likes to be acknowledged for when he's blessed you and when he's done great works. So David in Psalm 34 shows us that when we win the battle, when we get the victory, when we receive the crown, when people are chanting our names and giving us praise, our first and immediate response should always be to give thanks to God. Before I got here, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for 10 years. And when I first started teaching, I was, well, I was a language arts and reading teacher. And so when I first started teaching my first year or two, before all of the different strategies and, and techniques and books came out about how to teach reading and writing to kids, I would always just use a very simple, very simple method, five W's and H. Who remembers that? You remember fourth grade, five W's and H? Okay, what were they? Who? What, when, where, and how, right? Yeah. And so when I think about it, it's so simple. Like, those are the great questions to ask. You can ask those same questions when you're digging deep in God's word. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. So that's what we're going to do today. So the first is the who. David wastes no time in explaining who is to bless the Lord. He says in verse 1, I will. And we're going to stop right there. I will. I will bless the Lord. I will. No one else. Think about it. You ever had someone say, hey, David told me to tell you thank you for what you did. Or Alicia told me to tell you happy birthday. And that's good. And you're like, oh, thank you. But it doesn't yield the same response as if David himself came to you and said, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Or happy birthday. Like it's different from me sending a text saying happy birthday and me actually picking up the phone and calling you saying happy birthday. It's something about when you yourself offer the thank you or the praise to God. So in here, we see that 
David does the same thing. He says, I don't need a representative. I don't need a personal assistant. I don't need to send a text to God, if texts were back then. I want to say it myself. It's me. Lord, it's me. I want you to hear my voice. I will. And then the second thing is the what. So he didn't just stop and say, I will. He said, I will. Well, my question was, well, I will what? I will bless the Lord. David wrote Psalm 34 after two major turns of events happened in his life. First one is he had just killed the, uh, the Goliath. He had just defeated Goliath. The second turn of event is that Saul wanted to kill him because he didn't like that he was getting more praises than he was. People were chanting David's name. He was, they were saying, Saul killed thousands, but David ten thousands. Now, that, you cannot do that in the... <laughs> The presence of the king. That does not work like that. The king is thinking, what? Oh, there's someone who's not the king receiving more praises than me? Oh, we've got to get away. We've got to do away with him. It's like blasphemy. Get him out of here. And you would think that wouldn't be the case because Saul loved David. He was his greatest musician. Anytime Saul felt sad or down, he would call David in and David would play his harp and he would feel more joy. He would feel his spirit being lifted. But somewhere in there that switched because he couldn't help but to hear as David's playing the harp, the song of Saul killed thousands, but David killed ten thousands. And so he said he was committed to killing David. So when David felt that, he says, you know what? I got to go. I have to leave. So he fled. He fled to Gath. And in David's frantic decision-making, He chose to leave the area in which he knew. But because David was a champion, he was like a phenomenon, he was a celebrity. So if he was like today, he would be like IG famous, like, you know, like 3.2 million followers or something like that. IG, that's Instagram, in case Instagram, social media tool, we have one too. So (laughs) at Marin Covenant, shameless plug. So... (laughs) You, he was so famous, and no matter where he went, people were singing his praises. And so he had got to Gath, and someone had recognized him and said, hey, isn't he the guy that killed David? I mean, killed Goliath? Isn't he the guy? Yeah, that's him. Immediately, David was like, oh, no, they, they found me out. I've got to figure out something. And so this is what David came up with. He said, I know. I'm going to pretend to be insane. I'm going to be the complete opposite of what people think I am. I am going to pretend, and so he started to walk different, and he was talking to himself, yelling out weird things, and just saying, and and walking up. And so then he goes up to the army, the leader of the army, and says, hey, I want to be in it. But the leader of the army is looking like, no, you can't be the David that I know. No, that's not you. Go on your way. David's like, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm safe. Now, me, I would have been like, ooh, I dodged a bullet. But David didn't say that. Immediately after that, David sat down and wrote Psalm 34. He says, I will bless the Lord. He gave God the credit for redeeming him, for delivering him. He didn't take the credit. How many times have God allowed us to be delivered or redeemed from something, and we immediately say, whew, 
I've dodged that one versus giving God the credit. How many times have we forgotten as we're shining to let God shine before us? The next thing says, well, let's talk about this. In this verse, we've found out two things. One, we've discovered that God, when God gives us the victories, we ourselves are to bless the Lord. But the next part is kind of tricky. So David goes on to say, and this is the when. He says, I will bless the Lord when at all times. Time out. At all times? No. <laughs> he didn't surely mean at all times. He just meant all times, right? There's a difference, at least I thought. So I decided to go to the dictionary and look up all. Yes, I defined all just to see if there was any wiggle room in between those three little letters. There's some space in there. And I found out there's none. All means all. What about when things aren't going well? Nope, at all times. What about when I don't get that promotion that was promised to me? Nope, at all times. What about when I don't feel like it? I will bless the Lord at all times. You think about it. I, you know, I tell myself, like, if everything I did was dependent on whether I felt like doing it, I don't think I would get much done. Because I think about it. I, when my husband and I first got married, I told him, I said, one thing I don't do, I don't wash dishes. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. So, and he, he told me, it's okay. I don't fold clothes. <laughs> So, so, you know, that was our thing. We said, okay, great. I'll fold the clothes. He washes dishes. Somewhere down the line, though, we've been married almost 10 years, I found myself, why am I washing dishes and folding the clothes? <laughs> what, what happened? What happened to our deal? <laughs> but I think about it, like, what if every time I went to go and it's time for me to wash the dishes, I'm like, ooh, I get a sensation, you know, because I feel, I feel like it. Or every time it's time to fold the clothes, woo, I feel it. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that, right? <laughs> David says, I will bless the Lord at all times, whether I feel like it, when it's good, when it's bad, when it's hard, when it's challenging. I will bless the Lord at all times. And here's this next part. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. That's the how. Continually in my mouth. So when I rededicated my life, I think praising God audibly as a new Christian was probably one of the most fearful things next to praying out loud. Because most of the time, I feel like I don't know how to do it. Like, am I doing it right? Am I... Too loud, bless up, bless up, bless up. I, I, never knew how to, I never knew how to do it. Is there a template? Am I going too long? Should I follow the way he does it? What about the way she does it? I was put so much thought into how to bless the Lord that I would just remain silent until it was explained to me like this. God loves to hear his people's voices. It makes him smile. And as a result, he responds. He responds to our needs. 
I can remember, so those of you who've ever met my daughter, my daughter's Harper, you may have noticed that she wears hearing aids because she has a hearing loss. And very early on, my husband and I decided that we weren't gonna do sign language, that we were going to provide her with intensive individualized speech therapy because we wanted her to have verbal language. At the age of six months, she started that. It took some patience, it took lots of time, and above all, it took some major sacrifices on my husband and I's part. One day, I, was giving her, I had just finished giving her a bath, and I kept saying, Harper, Harper. And she said it back. And I was like, so I said it again. Say, Harper, what's your name? And she said it back. I was so thrilled that I went and got my phone, and I recorded. I said, let's see if she'll do it again. And I got that video. What's your name? Say Harper. 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 What's my name? Say Mama. Say Mama. <laughs> Say Mama. Harper. Say Harper. You're way silly now. <laughs> That was, oh my God, wasn't that great? That was so amazing. Okay, that's my little mama. <laughs> my response was through the roof. Now, did she say it exactly right? No, I didn't care. I was just excited to hear her voice. I hadn't heard her talk. She said, Harper, now I was pushing it when I said, say mama. She's like, uh, <laughs> I ain't done too much. <laughs> but I was just so thrilled to hear my daughter's voice. Think about it. God's no different. He is less concerned about if you're saying it right, if you're praising him in the right volume, or if you are saying it with the right vocabulary. He doesn't care about that. He just yearns to hear his daughter's voice. He just desires so much to hear his son's voice. Did anybody ever watch um, cartoons growing up? Anybody watch cartoons? What were some of your favorite cartoons? Tell me. Just yell them out. Popeye. What? The Jetsons. Popeye. Oh my gosh. Popeye. What? Tiny Tots. Tom and Jerry. Yosemite Sam. Yes. So I'm like Pastor Art. I love Popeye. I think my grandmother used to make me watch it just so she could encourage me, so I could eat the vegetables, because she's like, look. See, Popeye, you know? Well, I used to love watching Popeye because of that can of spinach. When you think that Popeye is down for the count, that he cannot get up anymore, that Blue Toe has him, out pops out this random can of spinach, and then Popeye how the can opener, I don't know where the invisible can opener comes from, but the can pops open, he eats it, he's not worried about salmonella poison, he doesn't care about any of that. He's just gonna gulp it down, Pyre pops out these, these muscles, and wham, bam, TKO, Blue Toe, you are out of here. Guess what? Our praises are God's spinach. You think about it. When you think you are down for the count, 
when the enemy has his foot on your neck, you feel like your back is up against the wall and you feel like it is all over. If you can just muster up the strength to offer up a praise to God, to tell him how good he is, how mighty he is, how strong and faithful the Lord your God is, out of nowhere comes God's spinach. God comes out and he will wham, bam, TKO, enemy, you are out of here. See, our praise is like our weapon. Our praises is what God responds to. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So if God inhabits the praises of his people, that means he lives there. That means he dwells there. So in short, he's there. And I don't know about you, I need God's presence wherever I go. So God has taken me through and brought me out of some storms in my life, let me tell you. Some scattered storms and some tsunamis I have experienced in my life. But one thing I found that the storms, during these storms, praising God and blessing God was sometimes the only thing that brought me peace. Praising God when the enemy expects you not to it confuses him. It destroys and screws up his plans. And that's what we need. I think about James 4 and 7. It says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I've been preparing this message for quite some time, probably maybe too long. <laughs> I was excited. I was so excited. So I've been preparing and thinking about what story I'm going to share that's going to really connect to praising God. What story can I tell that's going to be like an aha moment for everyone? And all along, <laughs> this is how God works. He's preparing something in me, a real life example that is happening right now. And I'm like, and so when I'm thinking about it, last night I said, wow, okay, God, what better way to show who I am, a, a worshiper and a praiser of your name. So you'll get to know me and you'll know that I am a big planner. I plan out everything, literally everything. I'm structured. I am very organized. I like things to go a certain way. I'm not OCD. I just like things to go a certain way, okay? It's not it at all. I'm not really a fan of surprises. I don't like that. I, you know, I, it's hard for me to relax when I know a surprise is coming. I'm not supposed to know a surprise is coming, right? Because that's the definition of surprise. You don't know, but I like to know. <laughs> One day you should ask my husband about my... Uh, Surprise 25th birthday party. It didn't. It didn't go quite as well as he thought it was. It didn't. Ask him, he'll tell you about it. Just know that um, I get migraine headaches and I, yeah, it just didn't go white. He thought something. But, so when it comes to family planning, uh, everything has to be a certain way. 
Matter of fact, I even have an app for that. My app is, mm, I, that is, uh, yep, that's the day. Yep, there we go. We're good. We're awesome. And I, of course, I consult God too, but I'm like that annoying intern that um, says, hey, did you remember this? Okay, just want to let you know. Hey, did you consider this, God? Okay, just want to let you know. That's me. God is probably like, okay, honey, okay. Okay, gotcha. Oh, it's Danielle again? Okay. Tell her I'm off. Shoot, I'm coming. Because <laughs> that's how I talk to God. Well, when um, I was here a couple of Sundays ago, uh, one of the members here asked me, oh, your daughter's so precious. She's so sweet. You know, do you and your um, husband plan on having any more kids? And I told him, yeah. You know, interesting. You know, we thought about um, having a child before I found out about this job, but then... You know, I was like, once I found out about this job and I received it, I said, hey, guess what? I don't think this is going to work out well. And so my husband and I decided not to. And I told her this. I said, a new job in a new city and a new baby, that does not match. That is not a part of my plan. (laughs) That doesn't work. It wasn't so much that statement that shocked me. It was the next statement. I said, and plus, I don't think I'm ready to lean on God like that yet. I cannot believe I said that. I thought it, but I said it. And I said it so clear, so free. The Bible says, though, (laughs) out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it was bound to come out eventually. Well, Fast forward two weeks ago. We find out that I am expecting. (laughs) Leadership team, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for you to find out like this. (laughs) Hey, but you're here. Get to work. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I was like, wow, God, this was not a part of the plan. My app, I just remember praying to God, no, God, the app, the app says, it's like God is like, are you really trying to control me with an app? (laughs) Does it really work that way? I immediately started thinking about, oh, my gosh, this wasn't a part of the plan. Am I in the best health? God, you remember what happened before? I'm supposed to be eating certain things. I haven't taken those supplements yet. God, have I been exercising? No, I haven't been exercising. Oh, my God, Lord, I had a drink of wine. What, what, what is going on? God, oh, my God, what are the pastors going to think when I tell them this? God, you can't be kidding. You, are you kidding me? Lord, this is not, this is, this is not how the plan is supposed to go. We, we need a bigger car. We need another room. How many? Oh, my God. My husband, does he want to? At the moment when things are supposed to be the most exciting, this is supposed to be the most exciting news for me, I turned it into a very stressful moment. But then I was reminded that in every moment, I will bless the Lord. Everything that God All these questions that I was telling God, he had already known. He was already prepared. 
He has only asked me to do one thing. Bless him. Bless the Lord at all times and allow his praises to continually be in my mouth. God says, don't worry about the pain. Don't worry about all that you're thinking about. Matter of fact, give that to me. Let me trade your pain and give you praise. Because at the end of the day, he can handle it way more than I can. And if all I have to do is to focus on the praise, focus on the love, focus on how faithful he is, then it's easy. I simply came today to let you all know this, that God has a purpose. God has a plan. He has a plan to prosper you and to give you a hope. And that with that comes some good days, and with that comes some hard days. But if we can commit to doing one thing, and that's praising God through it all, everything will give us peace. It'll give us peace. Now, I'm not saying that you won't experience hard times. Because matter of fact, in Psalm 34, it goes on to say in verse 19 that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he said, but God shall deliver us from them all. If you're okay with standing, I ask everybody to stand up for a second. I am believing that what God is doing in me, in you, is going to remain. God's promises cannot return void. And that all we have to do is believe and trust God. I'm believing and trusting that the baby that God has entrusted in me is going to develop and grow healthy and strong and soon go out to declare the works of the Lord. But if I should have to stand before you again and ask that you all, as my new family, stand and support and pray with me for strength as I lament, there's one thing that will never change, that I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. As the band begins to play and sing, if you feel so inclined to find a secret place, start to think about what do you love about God? What makes God so amazing to you? What drew you towards his presence? And if you're okay with it, start to praise him out loud. Some of you may feel better to whisper it. Some of you may feel more inclined to shout it to the top of your lungs. Whatever it is, offer a praise to him today. Offer up to God a sacrifice of praise because it stretches us. It's going to stretch you. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel kind of uneasy. But if you're willing, 
while the band is singing. Give praise to the God who is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins and to keep us in his hands.